Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, good people. Man, man, man. It is good to be back once again here with you here with the Jay Stevens Morning Show. Uh, another Saturday, another long week. A lot of stuff has gone on. As you all know, there's three topics normally for the day. But at any given time, Jay may throw another one at you just to throw a curveball and just to wrinkle things up just a little bit. Jay Stevens here, host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. Happy to be with you here with the Jay Stevens Morning Show. Uh, check me out. Check the podcast out. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Now on Pandora, YouTube channel as well. Check everything out there twice a week, every Monday and every Thursday. You can follow me at jstevens07 on Twitter. Um, on Instagram, the podcast has an Instagram page, jstevenspodcast. You can check it out there as well. Also, email. The emails are open, jstevenspod at gmail.com. If you want to email me something long that you don't want to put right here in the message feed and you want to email to me directly so I can read it out on air, I do not mind that at all. But guys, guys, this here is therapy for me. This week has been crazy. Um, not just for things that happen in sports, but at things outside of sports. So when the microphone goes on, as my dad says, I turn into a different person. I don't know who else that who that person may be. I don't know if I have I didn't know I had multiple personalities. I saw the movie Split, where the guy had 21, I think, or 22 different personalities, and they came out throughout the throughout the movie. I don't know if I'm that guy. I don't know if I could go from being a 32-year-old man to being an 8-year-old kid at the same time and also going to be in a beast-like animal-like feature, a, a creature crawling on the ceiling and things like that. I don't know that. Well, that's what my dad says. When the microphone comes on, when it, Jay is live or when he hits record, the rest is history. So if that's true, um, let's make this happen. Let's make this fun. And like I said earlier, this is literally therapy for me. A few things on today. Protest in sports. Uh, we're going to start there. Uh, kind of go, well, I don't know where we're going to go with that. Honestly, I have no idea. Um, but protest with sports. More stuff coming out about the Big Ten. Uh, very head-scratching, very confusing as that stuff is coming out right now. Then also, guys, football is back. I understand that it may not be the football that you're thinking about. I sent a tweet out yesterday. I can't wait to watch college football tomorrow. My friend, Miss Amanda West, made a comment. I had to send a gift back that I will hit that mute button and mute you. Mr. Corey Thompson, the host of a podcast, he 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 comment, commented back, talked about Jay. Some of us are still mourning. We're all Ohio State fans. We're all we all are feeling somewhat of the same emotions, some more than others. I try to get away out of the bad emotions as quick as quickly as possible. So I am trying to rejoice and be happy that we have football tonight. If you don't know about those schools. We'll talk about those those schools later, but protest in sports. This week, it was very, very interesting to see how everything transpired. On Sunday, we all know by now I'm not going to go in great depth or in detail about what happened with Mr. Jacob Blake uh, on Sunday afternoon. It, wasn't su- it was Sunday afternoon. I saw the video on Monday afternoon around 3.30. So we all seen the video or have heard about the video, how he got shot in the back seven times by a police officer. Yes, there are things that he had done wrong. There are things that he did in his life, even on that day, that he did wrong. But sometimes when you are perceived a certain way, 
there's a possibility of things going wrong. Now, at the same time, there are details to this story that I am not going to jump to the gun like others without having all the facts in. So I'm not going to really talk much about that story. There are still details coming out. And some of the details coming out are alarming. Some are head-scratching, like stuff with the Big Ten, which we'll get to later. So I'm not going to spend very much time at all, or if at all, talking about Jacob Blake, what happened, what he did, the warrant, the arrest warrants that were out for him, why the cops were called on him on that day, what the cop may have done wrong, what Jacob Blake did do wrong, what the cop did do wrong. I'm not getting into that situation. because That's a conversation I could go on for 30 minutes by myself, nobody calling in, no messages, and just kind of put it out in black and white on pros and cons, pluses and minuses from every person's point of view. But that happened on Sunday. Monday, the video came out that I saw on Twitter. And I saw it. uh, They said this, this guy got shot by a cop. And it's become, I won't say second nature, but it doesn't have the same effect as it used to. Also, this is not the only time a cop shoots someone. I will say that as well. It's just when it's someone of a different color, someone that's of dark descent, it is magnified in ways that when cops hurt or harm other people, it's spoken up a whole lot louder in that way. But Sunday, everything happened. Monday, I know the video started to circulate on Twitter. I don't know about Instagram or Facebook. I actually recently deleted Facebook off of my phone. Too much negative news for me. And well, uh, my mentals need a break from that. So on Monday, I saw the video and I'm thinking, wow, that's crazy. Like literally, I didn't, I didn't think anything racial. I didn't think anything at all. I literally thought, wow, that's crazy. Um, a gentleman here did something wrong. For some reason, the cops let him get up off the ground, walk around to this car and yeah. Shot in the back seven times. So that was on Sunday that happened. I saw the video on Monday. On Tuesday, there were still games played. There were still games played in baseball and hockey and the NBA. I don't know much. I don't know for sure if soccer played, but I'm pretty sure soccer probably played as well. Tuesday night, the riot happened. So let's think about the sequence of events. The incident happened on Sunday. The video surfaced, a lot of people saw it on Monday. The protests and riots in the town happened on Tuesday in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where, yes, we all know about the young white man, 17, year old, 17 years old, carrying around an AR-15, illegally, illegally carrying it, and then illegally carrying it across state lines. Yes, there's so much that happened there. And, yes, he did get off. He, he did do things that, well, if he was not of the color that he was born with, that he would not be able to do. Yes, I know all of that story. But the thing that was alarming to me is that no athlete, no coach, no nothing spoke out and did anything until Wednesday. That's where I started to scratch my head. And I don't know. I I don't have all the answers. I will tell you, I don't know um, the story behind what Giannis Antetokounmpo, George Hill, and other Milwaukee Bucks were thinking about on Wednesday uh, that that led up to them doing that I don't know if there was if it was just their feeling of wow we need to do something because of what happened in our city not because of the shooting or because of the protest or if it literally took them from Sunday until Wednesday to say this can't happen in our city we need to do something about the about the shooting I I don't know and I'm perfectly fine saying I don't know I have no problem with that 
So I don't know what happened with the Bucks. I don't know exactly what it is that led to them making that decision. But the one thing that I do know is that when they made the decision, there was no plan. There was no, we know there was a purpose behind it, but there was no plan. There was no action plan and set in place to where they were going to not play basketball and what they were going to do next. One thing that was that I that I've read and that I've heard um this week is about the basketball players, the NBA. The players are basically they're not just players, they're not just employed by the owners of the team. They are literally business partners, 50-50 revenue split between the players and the owners of the revenue that comes into the NBA and those specific teams. So I know, yes, on the surface, and I know I think a little bit different, but on the surface, it's great. You're walking off the job. It's not a boycott. If you're going to boycott your job, you're basically saying, I'm throwing away my career. I'm willing to throw away, throw away income. I'm willing to throw away a lot of stuff because, well, that's what happens. Now, I do think their actions as far as bringing awareness and, and bringing opening people's eyes, not just to the riots that happened on Tuesday, but to the shooting that happened on Sunday, I think what they did without doing it, did a very good thing for people in America. This can't happen. I will also tell you, most people in America are against what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that Sunday afternoon where that cop shot the black man seven times in his back. I, I will tell you that I have a lot of friends of different colors, of different uh, uh, races, of different nationalities. I don't know one person that I associate with that is for what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I, I don't. I don't know one person. And I know I know people that are, I know people that USAJ you shouldn't talk to. Okay, so be it. Jay gets along with just about everybody. But one thing I will say is I don't know one person that is for that. But I do think the pluses that came from what the Bucks did than other NBA players is they shine a light once again on a bad situation and on something that happened. And I have to say, guys, without having a plan. You guys did something that probably that that well you could have done it with playing, but you guys did something very very good by shining a light on this situation. I have to commend you. I mean, most of the time people don't have a plan and they do something, they fail, they falter, they fall on their face, they don't know exactly what they're doing. But by the Bucks not playing and then the NBA games being postponed and now they're playing tonight on Saturday, it has given us Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to shine a light on a situation that should not have happened. I don't know what Jacob Blake had in his hand. I don't know all the details, but if it was just as it was first pronounced, an unarmed black man was shot by a white cop and that was the and that was the the whole story. Okay. I get it. But if there's more details, the details need to speak volumes about what exactly happened, but you took this time period to speak out in an abnormal way. To walk off the job, I don't like using the word the word boycott because uh, in, in the fifties in, in the fifties they boycotted the buses for a reason because the buses did them wrong. The NBA has done nothing wrong to you. They've given you a great platform. The NBA has given you the opportunity to not just make a lot of money, but to reach people that if you weren't in the NBA, you would have no way to reach at all. So the Bucks, the Lakers. Other players in the NBA spoke out. Now it trickled down to colleges. We saw Miss uh, a tennis player, I forget, uh, uh, Osaka, I believe her name is, um, pulled herself out of the tournament in a protest.
Now, I don't know. I, I think I think it was, I think it was just more of a postponement where it was just that day or that match or whatever it is. It was getting postponed just like the NBA. And I think what happened with the NBA players, you may find this funny because I kind of do. Um, they they want to speak up. They want they want more action done to stop social injustice. I know the young players are fed up. I also know, and I'll get to what I find funny in a second, but I also know that these players, they want immediate action right now. Microwave Society. You know, it was a guy named um, uh, uh, my, uh, nicknamed the Microwave back in the 80s. I forget if he played for the Rockets or the Pistons. But he gets in the game, come off the bench, and he's literally a microwave. You put him in there, bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket. And as I have said to the people that I know and people that have been listening to the podcast, this is not an overnight sensation. This is going to take, as one man said, and I agree with it 100%, generation after generation after generation after generation after generation. Also, keep in mind, I personally do not believe that there will ever be a time that there will not be a racist person on this earth. I I I know it's in a sports show. I know it's supposed to be about sports, but I just don't know how you get every person to like every person. I don't know how you get someone that's of a black of as black to like every white person. And I don't know how you get a white person to like every black person. There are things that are in us that are either taught at a young age or that we learn as we get older that help shape how we view people. And I personally don't know um, how how that gets into effect. I've been in church most of my life. You can't tell me that that at any point in time in a church that every person in a church building believes every word that is coming out of the pastor's mouth while he is preaching on that day. I'm just being honest with you. We are people that when we go someplace, even even if we are with people that we get along with, we are going to disagree on things. That's normal. So I don't know how you get every person to do that. And the players want a, 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 a instant satisfaction. I'm all fight, man. Look, if you got a formula where it could be instantly done saying no more racism amongst anybody, police brutality is gone. Hey, let's go for it. I'm here for it. I, I'm not going to complain. But I was trying, I'm trying to speak in reality and keep it real with you. I personally do not know, no matter if it's right now, generations after me, 200, 400, 1,000 years from now, I am not sure how you get every individual to be on the same page about race. I just don't know. But what I do know, what what I did find funny, as soon as the players found out they would lose money and they wouldn't get paid um, for not playing, their tune quickly changed. I mean, think about it. I said it earlier. They're 50-50 business partners with the owners. And And the owners have the ability to rework the CBA go into a lockout next year, and we rework the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, let me put it in plain terms, the way that they see fit. Right now, it's very, very, very much in the favor of the players. Down the road, if they decided to not play, if they decided to go ahead and, well, uh, sit out until things were done, um, they could forfeit their careers. Um, They could forfeit the NBA and... uh, a lot of us like watching the NBA. I talk about basketball all the time. I live in Indiana. Um, I was upset when they canceled the high school basketball tournament. I understood why, kind of. Um, but, well, I was upset about it. I like basketball. You like basketball. A lot of us like basketball. So all I'm going to say is when the players found out that they were going to lose money by not playing basketball, just like you and I, if we don't work, we don't get paid. I got a big, mad, big mad, uh, message here on the on the uh, message board, okay, I'm not going to go down to that that page, that scene that happened in March, 
uh, where I was maybe big bad, maybe small mad, maybe not mad at all uh, about what happened here in Indiana. But the players kind of realized that when they were going to lose money, quickly, quickly, their tone changed. Because remember, when they first came out on Wednesday that the players were going to boycott the basketball in basketball, Kenny Smith walked off the set. I, 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 I like that. Um, Chris Weber made a comment. Uh, Jim Jackson made a comment. Robert Ory made a comment, a same comment that my dad, that my mom and dad have given to me, said to me numerous times. Things that I don't even think about as, a, as an individual. I don't think about the things my parents think about with me. But the players realize, hold on, we cannot play. We can try to raise more awareness. That's another subject as well. We can try to do everything we can while here in the bubble, while we are athletes, to do what's needed to end this thing. One, I don't believe they have been, they realize the platform they have by playing. Two, I don't believe they fully understand that if they don't play, the financial ramifications and how it directly affects their bo- their pocketbook, how their bank accounts will not enlarge at the rate that they are, and how young people, young players will not be will not have a shot at getting a second at getting a second contract by not playing. So all of this stuff is is coming back to haunt them. But I I do like what I'm hearing, my man, my man. Uh, oh my gosh, I almost called him cousin Mike Keith. <laughs> What's up, man? I love you too, man. I love your show. Uh, glad you, you glad you came in to hop in today. But the NBA players, once they realize that they're going to lose money, uh, it's a big thing. But I will also say this: what they did, I said it once, I'll say it again. It's very important. What they did by not. What the players did by by not having a plan but also sitting out, it opened not just the people's eyes that are focused on the NBA. They opened just not just the people's eyes at Kenosha, Wisconsin. They opened a lot of people's eyes to something that happens not as much as people think, but more than it should. It shouldn't happen at all. It shouldn't happen to where a police officer abuses power and takes a person's life shoots him in or paralyzes him, it shouldn't happen. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I am looking and I'm wondering about what the next step will be. Will the NBA, will the players, will NFL players, will baseball players, what's going to happen the next time this happens? Because I, people are creatures of habit. And when we have it, when I have something that's in me, it's been in me for years, well, it's stuck. It is it's literally stuck. And when it's there, when it's there for a long period of time and I want to get rid of it, it's very hard. And when I approach someone or I look at someone and I have a preconceived idea about how that person is viewed or how I view that person, it's very, very hard for me that in a split second, that I can go ahead and go away from something that's been in me for year after year after year after year after year. So one thing that if you were to ask me, I would say, I don't know. And I'll ask the question to you. The next time this happens, will the NBA shut down for a few days? Will baseball players and hockey players, will they say we're not playing to raise awareness for something? Once I was, what, what what's going to happen? Because I don't know. I'm going to read this out loud on the air. Once I heard of boycott, I was looking forward to your take on it. It's always so level-headed and insightful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And honestly, I'm reading that, I'm reading that out right, off, right off the message board. I wasn't sure what I was going to say today. Keith, I, I, had, I, had, I had no idea. I had no idea where I was going to go. I had no idea what I was going to say. 
because the boycott thing, and I'll, I'll keep going. I was only going to go 20 minutes, but you're in, you're, you're talking back, and I'll keep this thing going. I don't like the boycott. If you or I or, or Miss Jenny, who's listening, who I know personally, kind of, not really, um, if – if you or I boycotted, if you or I walked off the job, we would lose. We would we would lose our job, not be able to go back. We would lose income and have to be scrambling to find another way to bring money in, or we'll be living on the streets. That's just how it's going to be. Athletes are a different breed. They are able to do things that we can't do. But let's say the NBA, and this happens over and over and over again. Let's say it happens during the NBA Finals. The NBA. The NBA PA, Major League Baseball. I don't know anybody in sports in an organization that is for this. I don't. If they are a Donald Sterling, they're not going to expose themselves right now because if they do, they're going to be put up out the paint and kicked away, and they won't be able to keep their position very more uh, for, for very much longer. I will say Daniel Snyder and Washington not going down that road about what that franchise has put themselves in or what happened 16 years ago, 20 years ago, that's being put on front street. But Donald Sterling and Daniel Snyder maybe have something in common very, very soon. I don't know all the details about what's happening with the Washington football team. But if what happened under his Washington that he had connection with in 2004 and for the past 20 years, uh, probably not. I think it stopped last year, the year before. But if all that is true, that may, may be forced to sell his team because stuff can't happen racism can't happen and if we're going to be taking advantage of women that can't happen as well but i am very curious because i don't know i'm gonna i'm just going to keep reading these comments off the off the message board if you guys want to keep talking back to me i will go ahead and keep reading them i don't know i'm very curious as to how an nba player is going to keep if their desire is to raise awareness, a raising awareness is great. It raises awareness, but awareness without an action plan to me is a plan to fail. That's just it. If I am going to wake up every day and leave my house, get in my car, go to my go to work, I have a plan. If I'm going to, if I have a plan to lose weight, well, you have to change what you eat. You have to budget out and make sure you have enough food because healthy food costs more than unhealthy food. Imagine that. Imagine living in America where people want to be healthy. They're not. A lot of people are not. I am working on it myself. And, well, the healthy food costs more. And, well, it takes a lot of discipline to be able to lose weight, go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym to lose weight. It takes a lot of mental uh, discipline and everything that goes into that. Let people know. So not just you can keep yourself accountable, but they can keep you accountable as well. So I, I personally don't know if every time this happens, a white person kills a black man for whatever reason, that the players, the owners, the coaches are just going to say, we're not playing. We're not going to play at all. Because if I know how a racist person may, I am not racist, but I was thinking like a racist man, I can imagine for a little bit. One thing that I would do, okay, cool. If I am just, if all I have to do is kill a black man as a white man to get the league to stop, a league that's very, that's very, has doing things that other leagues are not doing to raise awareness and to put on front street that black people's lives are as important as everybody else's. Okay, how about I kill that person? Okay, cool. He's not, he can't go to work anymore. He's dead. And I'm a white person. Let me go ahead and kill that person two, three days in a row. My thing is, and I'm, I don't want that to happen. Trust me, I'm not going down that road. But I don't know. I literally don't know what the end game is for these players. 
I think it's possibly this ability that we have right now with our smartphones. And I don't know if Keith was here earlier. I'll say it again. I just took Facebook off my phone. Too much negative news. Now, you may have been, you may have found out about the show via Facebook. I have it on my computer, but I don't have Facebook on my phone. I find myself too much scrolling through there, seeing a bunch of nonsense, seeing stuff, people arguing in a long form format different than a Twitter or even on Instagram. I can scroll right past your comments, but those comments on, on Facebook, they take up a lot of your timeline. And mentally, I got to distance my, myself away from that. So I had to do it. So I personally, I don't know the end game. I'm very, very curious. It's a tough precedent to set, but a unique year lent itself to a unique stance. That is, I mean, he, he's, he's right. <clears throat> I, I personally, and I'm going to transition to, to uh, football here very soon. This is a fun conversation. I am curious, very, very curious. And I'll continue this more on the podcast on Monday, a different angle about this and a different angle about <laughs> college football, which is coming up next. So stay tuned for that. But I don't know what the end game is. Raising awareness, cool, great. And no matter what you think about Barack Obama, he did something very, very smart when I don't know if he reached out to LeBron or LeBron reached out to him. But LeBron James, Chris Paul, and other prominent elite athletes in the NBA talked to Barack Obama. And Barack Obama said, it's best for you guys to continue playing. Now, I don't know if it was because their platform is bigger while they're playing than while they're not. And I don't know if it was because of the financial ramifications of them not playing and how it will affect their long, the dollar and cents of their contract. I don't know. But I do know that I do agree with Obama, Barack Obama with this. The player's platform is enlarged when they're playing. If they're not playing, this is just my personal belief. Could be wrong. It's just an opinion. It's not, it's just a, not, not just an opinion. But when a player is playing, when LeBron James is playing or Carmelo Anthony is playing or Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, a James Harden. James Harden wore a mask that if he was not playing basketball, nobody would know he was wearing it. LeBron James wears things to an arena because he knows he's going to be seen. The things he wears in his home, they're probably more relaxed. They're more laid back, a more casual approach to, to his attire. But when he's walking into a, to an arena, he does things because he knows he's going to be seen. It's not a problem. Because you know you can get a message across by simply wearing a t-shirt or wearing shorts or wearing a mask that says whatever. I was at a football game last night, Lafayette Jeff versus Lawrence Central High School. And a lot of the coaches of Lafayette Jeff, I sat on the home side. Even though I was cheering for the away team, I wanted to sit on the home side to get more of a natural, real feel of a football game. Because right now, I miss it more than you would even know. So I said on the home side, and while the coaches were having the mask or wearing masks, they had the gator type that goes over your neck, goes over your goes over your nose, hangs down on your neck. It's more what I like. Um, I like to wear. They the, the coaches were wearing an LJ mask. LJ was on the front of their mask. The L was on their nose, and the J was was down below. I was very curious, and I like it. I I, I like that. And players know, coaches know what I'm wearing while I'm at a game or while I'm uh, at pr- even at practice sometimes. I have a platform there that I don't even have if I'm not coaching. If I'm at home, I don't have that. I think Barack Obama knew that. He reminded those players, look, y'all, one, y'all don't want to lose money. LeBron, you have career aspirations that, well, you can utilize this money can help you get there. I mean, this platform that you have, it can help you down the road to get someplace that you want to go. 
but also your platform is enlarged by playing basketball. There's a player for the Indiana Pacers that I that I my favorite team that I like watching. I watched his daddy play when he was younger, Arvidas that when uh, back when I was younger, excuse me, Arvidas Sabonis, and then now his son, uh, Demontis Sabonis, real name Demontis. I told my brother his name was Demont Demontis. He said, "Who is Demontis?" My brother said, oh, Domas. Well, Domas has his nickname. Nobody wants to say Demontis, but it's a show. It's my show. I want to say his real name, so I'll just go ahead and say it. So Demontis, Demontis Sabonis, he was hurt in the bubble. He's an all-star. I think it's one-time or two-time all-star. I believe he went to Gonzaga. Don't quote me on the college that's going off the top of the dome. And sometimes that is scary. But he went, But he's in the NBA. He's hurt. And that man has no platform right now. Why? He's not playing basketball. Not just because the Pacers are hurt, but he didn't play in the bubble because, well, he's hurt. I mean, the Pacers got swept. Excuse me. He's hurt. Sabonis is hurt. The younger one. He is hurt. And he, his platform is diminished. He's not he's, he's not like a Victor Oladipo or LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony or Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook or even a Luka Doncic where they have a platform. They're playing and they're elite players. They're the best players on their team. Sabonis is the best player. Kind of, uh, you could you could debate with how Sabonis Oladipo's playing. I was told that Oladipo won Sabonis too, but Sabonis's platform is not even there. And you and people listening, you may not even know who he is because he's not playing. It's just how things are. It's not a bad thing. Your platform is enlarged based off what you're doing at that time as an athlete. And I think the players and Barack Obama help them understand. You can get your message across in a better way than you are right now. Not playing cool, but while you're playing the game, while you're being successful, while you're showing the world that black men can do something elite as well at a high level and do it in a way that is not uh, a criminal, a criminal, a criminal like or anything like that. Obama is helping these guys out in a way that I think they need guidance. They didn't go to their owners. They didn't go to Adam Silver. They went to someone that they trust in Barack Obama. I think down the road, he may be a focal point in these guys' ears saying, look, y'all, as tough as it, as it may be to see this, keep going. Keep going. Keep, imagine imagine, imagine someone saying, oh, one hiccup, and yeah, I'm done. I'm going to fold up shop. No. I understand why they wanted to raise awareness. I understand why they did what they did. But I also understand and believe that playing the game that they love is way better for them right now to help generations down the road to end something that has been pushing a certain group of people down for generations. For generations, let's end it. Let's get it over with. And something that I want to get over with, this may get me um, on a soapbox, I'm not sure, but the Big Ten. And as you saw, if you're on Twitter or anywhere on the Facebook pages that I shared the link to this show, you would have seen. You would have seen that, well, well, the second point for today, as I said earlier, the Big Ten is thinking about playing football starting the week of Thanksgiving. And let me get this under control. So Kevin Warren back in June, and this is going to hit the podcast as well. I don't care. Um, this is going to come up once again. So Kevin Warren back in June, he made the comment that players, if they're not playing football in the fall, can focus on the election and voting. So let me get this straight. You first said that your 
medical experts that you were relying on at this time that they had advised you that fall football would not be good due to COVID-19 and the possible, not definite, the possible health implications or health uh, concerns down the road that may be there. Okay, cool. At the same time, you know you have a son that plays football. And there are health implications for him, not just with COVID-19, but by literally being a football player. He's playing football. I'm not telling you how to, how to, how to parent your kid. I'm not. I'm just laying the facts out there. Okay, cool. So health implications due to COVID-19. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so that's there. We all know them. We all know, we all know there's risk. There's a risk by waking up and taking your foot off of your bed every single day. Because you don't know what's going to happen overnight. A nerve could, 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 could affect you in your sleep. You wake up and, well, you put your foot down or you try to move your foot and the message from your brain to your leg doesn't transfer and you can't move your leg out the bed. That's something that happens just, that could just happen any time period. But Kevin Warren, okay, cool. Your, your medical experts, they say that you should not play football until possibly the spring. So the human body itself, the physical aspect of football, it's not an issue with them when making this decision about pushing the football season back into the spring. That's not that's not the issue at all. Okay, cool. Great. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. Um, so you don't care about the human body, about the bones, uh, about the brain. All you care about is this virus that's invisible that you know that, well, mm, there's a possibility. What's the possibility? Not sure. There is a possibility that, well, it, it, there could be long-lasting health implications because them playing football here in the fall. Okay, cool. Let's play in the spring, January, February. Um, It's dumb. It's idiotic. It's stupid. But, okay, let's go ahead and do it. So now it comes out, Kevin Warren, Kev, I, Kevin, Kevin, please, Um, you and I need a one-on-one. So now it comes out that you want to start the football season the week of Thanksgiving. So what do we know about the week of Thanksgiving that football fans do every single year? We eat Thanksgiving dinner. We pass out. We wake up, eat some more, watch some football. And that's the rest is history. As I'm doing right now, I have a replay game of last night, Browns, Bloomington South at Brownsburg. No, that's the game tonight. Now I can't go. Brownsburg, I did it again. Bloomington South, there you go, versus Martinsville. Martinsville uh, played them in high school. They were trash. Bloomington South played them in high school. They were actually pretty good. Bloomington South, the same school that – Rex Grossman, yeah, go back some years, played at Florida under uh, 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 Steve Spurrier, uh, and then went on to play in the NFL. Yeah, that Rex Grossman went to Bloomington South. There are other players that went to Bloomington South, but the first one that came to my mind with the football conversation was Rex Grossman. I also believe he wants a state championship his senior year. So I'm watching this game here right now, and on Thanksgiving – we watch football. We love football. It's what we do. It's it's a part of it's ingrained in us. Eating football and eating eating food. I hope you're not eating football. Eating food and watching football. Two things you do on Thanksgiving. Two teams that play every year like clockwork on Thanksgiving. The Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys. What else do you have the week of Thanksgiving? Oh, Kevin Ward, you're missing a point, buddy. You're trying to have week one, the same week as, which may not be this year because the schedules have been modified, but let's say that they hadn't or this is still going to be the case. I haven't looked at the SEC schedule uh, in a while. But let's say you have Alabama-Auburn that same day. 
You have that night, Ole Miss in Mississippi State. That night. So, excuse me, not the same day. So, Ole Miss, Mississippi State will probably have about 7 p.m. On, reg- on a regular year, Thanksgiving night. The very next day, it used to be Texas and Texas Tech. Those two teams, um, well, that rivalry no longer happens. I wish it did. I loved watching that at Grandma's house on Friday on Friday uh, afternoon at 12 noon. The day after Thanksgiving, you go on Grandma's house. Grandma don't like watching football, so it's cool. It's too rough for her. So this is my time. Grandma, give me that remote. Get out the way. I can't talk to her like that because she'll smack me across the face, but you get what I'm saying. Grandma, I miss her. Grandma knows on th- the day after Thanksgiving, it's football. So she just does her thing, cleans, sleeps, who knows. So we, we watch football. The next day, normally this weekend, you would have Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Washington State. Um, You would have Oregon, Oregon State. You would have a lot of big-time robbery games. Uh, who was another one? I, just, I mentioned it. Auburn, Alabama, this same weekend. So Kevin Warren, let me get this straight. One, you won't want to start it until January or February, possibly because of the pushback. You might know in your own heart that the that the ruling that came down by the presidents was the wrong one, but you won't come out and say that. Also, you won't come out and say what the reason is that what the uh, implications are that led to this decision being made. Okay, cool. That's one thing. I get that. Don't agree with it, but I understand why you may be fearful of what may happen if you do that. But you want to start the week of Thanksgiving. So let's get this straight. Six to eight games. What's going to happen? You're going to have bowl season. You're going to have the college football playoff semifinal and national championship game going on during your regular season. It's just one aspect. I can't go through a lot of them. How does that look for recruiting? The Pac-12 has already came out and said as well, they may start the week of Thanksgiving as well. So your twin your lover, with the big, the big Ten, Pac-12, whoever it is, who knows? You're already saying, "Oh, we're going to be, we're going to be walking hand in hand. We're going to be, we're going to be marching to the same, the same beat of the drum. We're going to be doing the same exact thing." I thought out in Cali, they couldn't do anything until 2021. I thought out in Cali, they couldn't do anything at all. I thought out in Cali, their governor said, no, 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 this can't happen. We can't have this stuff going on. We can't have large gatherings. I even know that idiot of a governor is trying to say churches can't meet right now. It's illegal to sing. Let's, wow, let's imagine that. It's illegal to sing in a church. Okay, that's great. Kevin Warren, you know what else sounds crazy? You know what else is great sarcastically? The fact that you are still determined to have this season. Start after the start after the election, because back in June, you said yourself, it would be great if there's no football that players could focus. And I'm getting somewhere with this, that players could focus on the election and voting. OK, I'm going to remind you. So the election is on a Tuesday. Every four years, the election is on a Tuesday in Big Ten, you don't play football. On Tuesdays, you have class and you may have practice in the same day. Okay, cool. Great. So the Big Ten football, um, as, as much as I can't stand it, they do some Thursday night football, Friday night, Friday night football, which is reserved for the little ones in high school. But then they also have some Saturday football. Uh, I think the one time they played a Monday night game was when Ohio State and Virginia Tech played a few years ago. But that was it. 
that that was it. I, be, I, be, I believe it was the year after they won the national, national championship. Ohio State Virginia Tech met on a Monday night. So, Kevin Warren, you're a smart guy. I believe you're a politician. I could be wrong by that. But let me get this straight. So, you're going to tell me that it's better if the players weren't playing football. They take a focus on the election and voting. You have gone back and retracted and said there's a possibility that the coaches and ADs are talking about having a season start the week of Thanksgiving. Mind you, the coaches and ADs were not the final say-so if there would be a, se- a season, but the coaches and ADs could be a, a say-so about when the season starts. Scratching my head. But also, so with the Big Ten playing games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, on Tuesdays, the only thing that's going to be going on is practice, maybe weight training, class. That's it. Normal football stuff throughout the middle of the season. At no time do I have ace or see a time period where the Big Ten player cannot vote because it's game day. Even if that was the case, Kevin Warren, there's a thing called an absentee ballot. It's been around for quite a long time. As many people that have been trying to say that, oh, you can't do mail-in ballots, an absentee ballot. Okay, I'm not sure how it goes through. I don't want to get down that road. But one thing I could tell you is, well, an absentee ballot has been going on for quite a while. And my dad, who's a very busy man, he votes absentee quite a bit. Why? Because it's a legal approved way for you to vote. So let's just say, for some reason, you guys didn't formulate the schedule to where the players would have the day off so they could do no football they can go to class or not go to class, depending on what you guys want them to do. And they can go vote. Doesn't take very long to vote. You might have to wait in line 15, 20 minutes because the line may be long, but that's it. So be it. So, Kevin Warren, you're telling me that your players can't focus on football and learning and educating themselves about the candidates. All they can do is go to cl- or have some form of class and vote. Also, Kevin Warren. You forgot one thing. Your players, I say yours, but the athletes in the Big Ten right now, because football's not the only one that's missing, only one that's it's the only one on front, on front street. Big Ten athletes are practicing. USC football on the Pac-12, which is west of me. I'm in Indianapolis. They're in L.A. USC football has been practicing. So help me understand this, Kevin Warren. They can practice, but they can't play. You could formulate a schedule to where they're not playing on a Tuesday, which they don't normally do anyway. But you don't want to do that. You want to leave the football season to be played after Thanksgiving. Push the season up a month. Ain't nobody playing until the end of October anyway, as far as like the, your SEC and some other schools. I think the Big 12 may be doing it. You won't be playing until October. So all you have to do, yes, I know how tough it is. It's it's hard for me to do as well. When I'm not the final say-so, when I'm announcing a decision for other people, do what some people have been doing all year, which has gotten a lot of pushback and has gotten them to say, well, wow, we are not right. Allow people to stand up and say the decision was wrong. We need to play these games. Here's how we can play them, and here's how we can, oh, let's go back to the beginning of the show. Put an action plan in place to let these athletes play the game and vote. 
you would be amazed at how much these athletes can do, how much they can do at one time. Not just get 4.0s, not just get 3.0 GPAs while playing football at a high level where they have very little time to do anything else outside of schoolwork, class, and football. That's it. They're busy. Very, very, very busy individuals trying to play a game that they love. So Kevin Warren, I'm not going to say please. I'm not going to beg a grown man to do this. But I think you should rethink the logic or the non-logic, let's put it that way, behind what's going on right now with the conference and say, okay, guys, look, I messed up. We messed up. What we got to do is go ahead and uh, put this thing back in place. Um, we can start the season end of October. Let's imagine I'm going to pull up my calendar. I was not planning on doing this today, but as this blowed up, I have so much going on on my phone. Let me go to October. So let's say the season starts Let's say the first game is on Halloween. The voting would be the very next Tuesday. How about this one, Kevin Warren? Because October 31st is that first. Wow, goodness. That's a long month. October October 31st is uh, the last Saturday of the month of October. So let's say this. How about you start the season either on the 24th or the 31st, and then that 3rd, November the 3rd, you let the boys go vote. Say, coach, no football activities, no class for any student, not just athletes. Everybody go vote. It's a very logical, smart, wise thing to do. You know what else you could do? Do what the NBA has said for all the arenas. I know some arenas were going to do this anyway, and I think this was always the end game as far as playing in the bubble. They just couldn't announce it at the beginning. They had to announce it down the road. You know, it's a play on words, playing with your mind, all that kind of stuff, trying to warp you into doing something how they're all opening up all the arenas to allow people to vote downtown and the cities that host NBA gyms, which is also going to be a very uh, another hiccup. How are you going to know if someone is going to be registered to vote at, let's say someone wants to vote downtown Indianapolis at Baker's Life Fieldhouse, but the regular polling place is around the corner at the church uh, around the block from them. So let's say the person could vote <laughs> around the block and downtown. That's two votes for one person. That's wrong. That, to me, is where the hiccup may come into this whole polling thing. Because every time I vote, I go in, I sign a piece of paper, and I go vote. That's it. There's no electronic thing. And it, I, I, I walk in, show my license. I think the height's wrong going there, but that's normal when you're short. I go ahead and put the license. I show them my license. I sign a piece of paper, and I go vote. I don't register beforehand to go vote in, where, in, the, voting, in the polling place that I'm going to vote in. So that's another hiccup that just popped into my popped into my head that, well, if people are going to open up downtown arenas to go vote, is some people want to vote two, three, four times? Wow. You could probably get two in. Not saying you should do it. I don't want to be the guy that gets that uh, gets in trouble for doing that very thing. But I'm sure that someone out there has already thought that very thing as well, that you can get multiple votes in at the same time. Playing football, just – for this reason, if you're trying to do it to allow the players more time to focus on the election, um, starting after Thanksgiving, it's going to look really, really bad. Not just on the field as far as what the what the football is for you and the football is for the other players. It's going to look bad because, well, recruiting down the road could be five to ten years. I don't think it'll be 50 years down the road. Well, people will remember this time period and how they see the Big Ten and what the Big Ten did and said, yeah, I don't want to play there. Let's go to let, let's go to let's go to Washington State. Bro, you, you grew up in Columbus. Ohio State's right here. No, 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 no. 
no, 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 no. They may not play. Let's go to Washington State. Don't you realize Washington State didn't play at the same time? I don't care. Leave me alone. Let's go to Washington State. And that's what's going to – I'm not saying 50 years down the road that's going to happen. But I do think that it could have some recruiting recruiting implication, recruiting uh, impact to these to these schools. Kevin Warren, I hope somebody gets some logic in your head. I hope they do. Imagine, I know Tony Alford, running back coach for Ohio State, the day that it came out that, he, that his boys would not be playing football – in the fall that they would possibly be playing in the spring. He left Ohio State's campus, went to go watch his son practice high school football. NBA players, I don't know. I didn't. I was not planning on going here, but this is going to be here. something that's going to happen as well. NBA players are going to see high school cats and college cats playing football and playing other sports in front of fans all the time, and they're going to be wondering, why in the world am I down here in Orlando with just a small family? I can't even bring my close friends down here and – I got this 16-year-old kid, sophomore starting quarterback or freshman starting quarterback that's playing in front of 1,000, 1,500 fans. And I got people that want to pay thousands to watch me play, but I, but they can't do it. Oh, hey, hey, I don't call the shots. I'm not judge, jury, and executioner. I'm just a guy that's a very observant individual, has opinions, and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, sometimes they're just trying to grasp something, but I got opinions. I'm sure there's NBA players that are thinking that right now. That could be why they also paused the season when they did to kind of reconvene and see how we're going to do this thing with the bubble uh, in a rate that, well, is healthy for us, for our mentals, and also that we can get more people here to help us get through every single day. Getting through every single day is one thing that football fans, it has been a struggle for some. Football doesn't normally start until this time of year every single year for college football. The NFL doesn't start until after Labor Day. So it's just normally that time of year that while we look forward to, we get excited about the anticipation of college football being a thing once again. Today, August 29th, yesterday, August 28th, where I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, it was week two of high school football. I took the drive one hour away to the home of Purdue University, the same school that Carson Edwards and Romeo. Now, Romeo went to IU. Excuse me. Miss Jenny will get mad at me for that. So be it. My memory, my brain. I go kind of scatterbrained sometimes. But I went to Lafayette, Indiana to watch Lafayette Jeff, number eight school in the state, play face Lawrence Central High School. My high school, the school I went to, play football there, all of that jazz. So week one normally starts October, uh, August 21st, um, that week. Of that that week of the month of August, third week, of, third week of August. Yeah, that's when it normally starts. Then yesterday was week two. There have been some schools that have not played football in Indiana high school football. They will not play game number one until either tonight or until next week. The Rona quarantine, a conversation for another day. But tonight we get Austin P in Central Arkansas. You may say, Jay, what do you know about those two schools? Central Arkansas, it's in Arkansas. The home of Scottie Pippen, Austin P. Where is it? I want to say Austin, Texas. I didn't look it up on purpose because I know somebody will probably fact check me or I'll fact check myself after the show. But what do we get? FCS football. We get a brand of football that a lot of people thought would not happen this year. We get excitement. We get college football where people are playing for literally the love of the game. What else do we get? We get these athletes on TV 
And a guy that I have grown to love over the past few months, over the past couple of years, Mike Golick Jr. as the color commentator of this game. I can't wait. And as a guy like myself tonight, we're going to close with this thought. Very, very excited. If I start punching my hand or doing whatever, start playing with some of these sound effects. Look, y'all, I am excited. We get Brownsburg High School versus St. Xavier in Cincinnati to play tonight at 6 o'clock before we get some college football. So last night when I got home from the high school football game, football is back and I'm excited. When I got home from the football game last night, I turned on ESPN. There was a game out in Utah. And let me tell you, if people um, – I, I had hesitations about going to a football game during the whole Rona situation about how – what will the mask situation be? What will they say about people sitting close to each other? What will they say about distancing? And everything that goes along with that. One thing I will say, I wasn't a problem. I won't say what I did. Uh, I won't say what other people did. They're all over the spectrum. But one thing I will say, it wasn't a problem. So I will encourage you, if you have the ability to go to a college football game, since football is back, since so many college football fans that have been so thirsty for this point in time, go to a game. Yes, I know 18,000, 19,000 fans. I know University of Miami, which I don't understand this. They're not allowing students to go to week one or week two, but they're allowing for fans to go to games. See so me to tell me this is my senior year. I sit in the student section every single game, but I can't go to week one or week two, but the other fans can go. Where is the logic behind that? People, let's use our brains. No matter if you want fans to go or you don't want fans to go. No matter if you want everybody to mask up or you don't want people to mask up. No matter where you stand, no matter if you think that this is right for what's going on in our country or you think it's wrong or you want to alter the way things are being done, no matter what, how can you logically say it makes sense to not allow students to go to week one or week two, but you can allow fans to go? It doesn't make sense at all. These kids are smart. <laughs> They're going to find a way to go. But football, football is here, and I do believe with how crazy, with how wild this year has been for people, we're going to find that people's smiles will start to form. People have been frowning. People, people have been upset. People have been worried about what's going to happen. But, man, the smiles will get bigger. People will be walking with a, more, with a little pep in their step. People will be so much happier. Why? Because the football game I'm watching on TV, it excites me. I know both schools. I've been to both schools. One school I will not go to anymore. One school I'm going to try to go to this year during high school basketball season. I'm not telling you which one that school is. Do some history about Martinsville, Indiana, and Bloomington, Indiana. You will figure out which one it is very, very quickly. But football is here. And I know for myself, I know for sports fans, when we get that one sport that pulls us the most, it excites us. It, it brings a smile to our face, and I can't wait, literally cannot wait until we get some – we get FCS tonight. I know next week we get some FBS, old school D1AA and D1A. I know September 4th, and I think 3rd, 4th, and 5th we get college football again. I know Labor Day on the 7th we get college football again. I believe Kirk Herbstreit said he's calling BYU – and Navy, I think it is sometime soon, either on the 5th or the 7th. I know on the 10th of September, we're getting 
the NFL week one, September 10th and September 12th, uh, September 13th. Football is back in the NFL, the National Football Variety. Guys, look, this is a time of year that when there's so much turmoil that when we just lost another actor last night, Black Panther, I'm going to say that because I know I may say his name. You may not know that. But if I say that he played Jackie Robinson in 42 and he played the Black Panther and the Black Panther, you know exactly who I'm speaking about. This year's crazy. In an average year, yeah, it may happen. You we will hear about it. But when there's nothing going on and you're being hit with so much negative news, second after second after second, yeah, it hits you different when this news comes out. Sports being the way they are, football having the having the effect it has on so many people, on so many generations at one time, I think the ability for Americans to find ways to, to, to find ways and reasons to be happy in ways that they haven't before, I think that's going to be a way to pick us up, make us smile more, make us more happier. Why? Football is back. And you know what? As great as it is, as it is for the NBA, some people's time of year is college basketball season, high school basketball season. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that. But once that happens, you're going to find people so happy because they don't have to just wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep. Wake up, go to work, go to the gym and watch some ball, and then come home and watch some more. That, my friend, is going to put a smile on everyone's face. Football is back. Austin P. Central Arkansas. I know there's high school football on ESPN today. I know I, I did a plug for my school, not my school, a school I live close to, Brownsburg High School. They have a couple of guys. I have a guy going to the University of Kansas, their quarterback, um, to play football there. They have a receiver, I believe, going to the University of Missouri. So it's very, very exciting to see not just high school ball back to get more, uh, not saying the word, but something that we like uh, on a regular happening once again. And also they're going to get college football. NFL, and if y'all think the NBA is going to, is, is, is making people happy, think again. The ratings suck. Their ratings are trash. They're atrocious. Nah, baby. Football, when football comes on, all the eyeballs are glued on that TV screen, just like mine right now, as Brownsburg High School is beating Martinsville High School School 20-10 to 10 in the beginning of the third quarter. That right there, my friends, puts a smile on my face. Thank you for joining me this Saturday. It's been fun. Every Saturday, 9 a.m. right here. Find me on Twitter at jsteven07. Email me uh, at jstevenspod at gmo.com. Forgot the email address. That's bad. jstevenspod at gmo.com. Host of the J. Stevens Podcast. Find me there. Your Apple, your Stitcher, your Spotify, your Pandora. Yeah, we're on Pandora, baby. Move it on on up. Not back to the east side, just moving on up. I'm not going back to the east side of Indianapolis. Not trying to do that. Well, last time I said I wasn't going to do something, I had to. Um, so <laughs> not going to say that at all. But email jcwispod at gmail.com. Look, podcast. You can also find me find the podcast on iHeartRadio. Big time guest coming up this week, this coming Thursday. Daryl Gordon, nicknamed Flash. They call him Flash Gordon. He's going to be on the podcast. Former linebacker at the University of Notre Dame will be with me on Thursday. Very fun, fun, oh my gosh, oh so fun conversation. We'll be looking forward to putting that out for the world to listen to. Jay Stevens Morning Show right here next week. Podbean app, 9 a.m. I'll see you there.